welcome to The Creative Cure, the podcast that explores questions related to creativity and the mental health of creative artists. Hello everyone, it's been a while. I'm slightly reluctant to still wish you a happy new year, but I'll do it anyway. And I just want to check in because obviously I haven't abandoned this channel or my podcast. There was just a lot of stuff going on um, professionally and I had a few writing projects that I needed to wrap up. Um, so I'd like to start this yeah, new year with uh, something slightly different from what you may be used from me. So that's just a little word of warning to start with, um, because you might wonder about the slightly different tone of this podcast compared to my usual ones. But I maybe want to mix it up a bit going forward from here in the next year as well. 2023 brought a lot of changes for me. I finally gave up my brick and mortar studio to only work online. And this is really something I've wanted to do for a very, very long time. And I'm so glad I finally made that step. And the focus of my work has also taken a turn to something I find much more fulfilling at this stage of my life. And I've been fairly absent from most of my social media accounts since probably around about October, mostly due to the writing projects I've already mentioned. And to say it quite frankly, it feels so much better in so many ways. And over the last couple of days, I actually followed up by closing down several of my social media accounts, especially those that, yeah, I really feel no personal connection to. The ones that had always been a bit like, it's a thing that the cool kids do, so I'll do it too. Maybe, occasionally, and it just leaves you with the sense of, I really don't want to do it. So, I guess... I am not a cool kid and I never really was. Um, I'm the person who's happiest when she's on her own with a good book or in the middle of writing one herself. I love people. My whole professional life is built around them. So I'm not socially anxious or anything. I truly adore my work. But social interaction drains me if I have a lot of it. And then I need a break. So why would I add more of that in my downtime? So apart from having no desire to do that for various reasons, I slowly but surely came to the conclusion that social media is really not social at all. That might not be rocket science to most of you, but really over the past couple of years, that sensation became stronger and stronger for me. To me, it's mostly turned into noise, noise about who does what, who does it best, who is right about it, or who shows emotions in the most heartbreaking or elated manner so we can all get a dopamine fix while we feel for and feel with them. And that's something that's been sitting wrong with me for a very, very long time. And I don't want um, yeah, anyone to feel they have to agree with this. This is just really how I see it personally. And if you find value in um, social media, that's brilliant. And I'm absolutely happy for you. It's just that I stopped perceiving it as having much value for myself. There are little pockets of true connection. And I really and deeply appreciate those. Um, so I still think there's value in being able to stay in touch with people you would otherwise never see or interact with. 
but I don't feel I need to be present on 10 social media platforms for that and try to keep up with all of them. Well, the comfort so many seem to find in social media, I don't feel that at all, if I'm totally honest. As good as it can feel to vent, to yeah, get that quick dopamine fix when people react in some way, are we really meant to live like that? I mean, lives are deeply relational. And in my view, social media only ever gives us a really small, yeah, I would say almost illusion of that. Again, I don't expect people to agree. It's just how I see it. And my biggest concern is privacy. Because if you don't want stuff out there for all eternity, don't write it, don't post it. You can delete it after the fact all you want. It's still there. People can screenshot it. People can search web archives. And if you're comfortable with that, that's totally okay. And there is information out there where we probably don't care um, if that's there for all eternity. But certain things, I sure know I'm not comfortable with that. I don't want my most private moments documented on the net for all eternity and for everyone to see. Why does our phone camera need to be constantly with us these days, even in our most private moments of joy, sadness, grief and anger? Why can't we feel anymore without a lens documenting it all and then sharing it with the world? I mean, I understand that people process emotions differently, but it certainly doesn't do any harm to occasionally ask ourselves, do I really need to share this? And if I do, why do I share it? And what am I hoping to get out of it? And apart from the very private implications of all of this, I mostly don't want to be part of that machine professionally anymore. The expectation to give content or little nuggets of wisdom away for free so people can know, like and trust us has slowly begun to erode both industries I work in. Again, you don't have to agree. When I started this little experiment in autumn, I occasionally checked in on my accounts. Two weeks of no posting, fine. Four weeks the unfollows really started to kick in and they kept on dropping like flies. And that's totally okay and to be expected, but it shows one thing. People are not there for us. They wouldn't give us grace if we honestly couldn't post anymore unless we told them why. Four weeks of no posting is a very short time if someone's sick or simply has no time for whatever reason. And we shouldn't have to make a big announcement to justify why we're not online. And I think most of us have done that before, myself included. But the human element is not what many of our followers care about, despite telling us otherwise. They care about the content we have to offer or the dopamine fix they get through us. And if that content and or dopamine machine grinds to a screeching halt, they leave. It's as simple as that. My sub stack was the exception to that. <laughs> that might change after I post stuff like this. I don't know. Um, literally no one left. But I also didn't see it as a social media account, if I'm totally honest. I see it as a mix between doing what I love most, which has always been writing. And if that happens to reach the people who are interested or needed at that moment in time, 
that's a bonus for me, as is the potential for community built into the platform. It might come in handy for some things I've planned for 2024, but it has a totally different feel to it. And that's one of the reasons why I love my Substack channel and why I will keep it. And while also keep doing the podcast, this one that you're now listening to, that's attached to it. Let's talk about the old content turning machine for a brief moment, because I have a very strong aversion against the term content creator and the expectations linked to it. The last three months have been really freeing and I honestly don't want to go back to this yeah, completely scheduled sort of regimented way of doing social media. But on a more important note, when it comes to mental health, which is my main line of work, there are no freebies and there are no hacks. If that's what people want, and if it's all they want, I'm bowing out probably ungracefully. On many of my social media accounts, I've always been fairly used to people sliding into my inboxes to pick my brains. And other than pointing them to either my ethical coach, where it comes to therapy, because as a therapist, you just can't do that, or pointing them towards training opportunities for their own studios, I've stopped engaging deeper with those requests quite a while back. As much as I'd love to, I can't spend hours of unpaid time while I'm having a full-time job and a family. It's just not possible. And yet I see highly qualified professionals constantly giving their knowledge away for free on their social media, but also at events and for organizations, always in hopes to get more work. And then they're crushed if that work doesn't come. I had several of these offers over the last couple of years and I've long stopped accepting them. You might call that foolish because, again, the exposure, blah, blah, blah. But I believe change will only happen if we collectively think about it a bit more deeply and weigh up if we are really getting out of it what we are promised. I've seen and heard from colleagues for ages that they aren't getting that. And that's something to reflect upon. Because why are we still doing it then? Just to be the nice one who gets asked? Because we're used to keep on telling ourselves the lie that it'll pay the bills eventually at some point? I deeply understand that that's a leftover mindset or sentiment from yeah, the academy. I've been in it long enough to absolutely get it. But times have changed and much of this come to a conference or an event and do a talk while having the pleasure to pay for it, or if you're lucky, we'll waive your ticket fee, is not doable for most freelancers. We have to stop pretending it's okay. And even if we are in that position, shouldn't we think about those who aren't? And now some of you will probably ask, but you still do free stuff. You're doing this podcast, don't you, you hypocrite? Um... I've always wished to make certain information freely accessible to support those who struggle. That will never change. But the downside is that we've become so accustomed to everyone doing these things that everything turns into noise and expectations begin to feel transactional. Give me enough of that free stuff. Constantly let me see who you are and what you stand for. And I might buy from you one day. Um... I mean, how did we all survive professionally before this? 
We sure did and probably not any worse. Only that we were probably far less stressed about having to feed our social media presences and algorithms on top of it all. If you ask me, there is too much free info out there. And for many people, it's impossible to separate the wheat from the chaff. And the chaff is literally everywhere. Only a few days ago, I saw again that people who are insufficiently trained in therapeutic modalities offer them in their performing arts studios. And I'm asking myself why we have to enmesh singing with therapy in the first place, unless we are music therapists. Even if we call it coaching to be on the safe side, that's something you see quite frequently. When and why did that happen? I've been doing this for well over a decade now, for quite some time before trauma became a buzzword and therapeutic modalities were something that got tossed around as if you could do them after a two-hour class. Therapy is deeply relational and that relational element takes time to establish and a lot of skill on the side of the practitioner. And it always will. Nothing's ever going to change that. There are still no hacks. I see so much advice that's useless at best and harmful at worst. But I will spare you the rant. I could go on now because it's pointless and it won't change anything. But the question naturally remains, why am I telling you all of this? I don't know. I guess there's just something about being my age now that makes me worry less about speaking my truth than I used to. And also to be more mindful of what's important and good for me. But one thing is clear. All of these things are important to me because I care. I care about mental health. I care about my colleagues not burning themselves out and letting those in positions of power use them. And I care about the general state this information age has left us all in. While it certainly has its ups, it sure has a lot of downs. I guess I'm just personally removing myself from the downs as best I can and create meaningful change. And don't they say that change always begins with ourselves? And please don't worry, not every podcast on this channel will be an opinion piece like this one, but perhaps I will add in the odd one from now onwards to keep things real. And if you'd like to talk about any of the things I mentioned, please join our chat over at Substack or leave a comment over there and I'll see you all again soon. Up until then, keep finding the creative cure.